0: Hello and welcome to Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets Podcast. This is episode 104. In today's podcast, it's the coughing episode. Your dog is coughing. You can hear three different types of coughing dogs. One dog has kennel cough. The other one has heart disease and tracheal collapse. Then you're also going to hear my top treatment tips. Coughing cats. It's not always a hairball. It may be asthma. This is what a cat coughing with asthma sounds like lastly, my new remedy for coughing in dogs, cats, and people. Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets is on all your favorite podcast apps, including Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. I'd love it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Questions or suggestions, feel free to post a comment about this podcast episode on the blog at www.theinternetpetpet.com. I encourage you to get a copy of my new free book, Natural Health for Dogs and Cats, in which I share the most important remedies to stop your dog from coughing, your cat from having signs of asthma, including an array of different natural pet health problems. You can get your copy by going to www.VeterinarySecrets.com. There are a number of different potential causes of coughing in our dogs and cats. It's a sign of something irritating the airway. It can be caused by infections such as kennel cough, heart disease, lung disease, or collapsing airways known as tracheal collapse. First, we're going to talk about kennel cough. This is what kennel cough would sound like. and that is what kennel cough sounds like. Kennel cough can have multiple causes. Most commonly it is caused by the bacteria called Bordetella, but typically it's also associated with a viral infection as well. So you're not just sort of dealing with one specific cause. Dogs are typically getting kennel cough, you know, when they're affected by another dog that's coughing. It's these respiratory particles. Much the same way that COVID nineteen is spreading between people. You know, the classic symptom of a dog with kennel cough is this sort of goose honking, persistent, forceful cough. It sounds like they're trying to bring something up. And I think that's where you can hear, uh, the kind of noise that Roxy was making. Like she's got the, she gets excited, there's this eh. <laughs> almost hacking of her throat because her airway is irritated. And it came on all of a sudden. That's one of the other big markers. The other big sort of guess that your dog has kennel cough is that they've been, they're pretty healthy. They don't feel overtly sick. That's another indicator that it's probably kennel cough versus some of the other diseases. So what are some of the natural solutions that you consider for kennel cough? Number one, adding in additional humidity, get yourself a humidifier. It may mean just getting your dog in the bathroom, and cranking up the shower. Look at making a natural cough syrup, lemon, and honey. It can soothe many a sore throat, it's been working really well for our dogs that cannot have kennel cough. seems to be that it's better if you use the dark honey that is unpasteurized. If it's local, even better. Regardless, what you're doing is taking one or two tablespoons of this dark honey, you can be adding in one or two teaspoons of lemon juice, warm that up, and you'd be dosing that to your dog at the dose of about one half to one teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight, two to four times a day. Another option to consider and you can add in to this honey concoction is licorice root tincture. So licorice root has an array of different properties, but in particular, it's a very effective cough suppressant. I also talk about using it as a natural corticosteroid to help suppress inflammation. So what you can do is Mix in one mil of the licorice root tincture with one tablespoon of honey, and you can use that with the equivalent amount how you were just dosing uh, your dog for kennel cough. I find that's a really effective combination has helped many a dog that have had kennel cough. Number two, heart disease. Well, this is the sound of a dog uh, that has heart disease. <laughs> As you can see, it sounds maybe kind of similar uh, to kennel cough. It's a bit different, though, and the biggest change I always hear is the sound of the fluid. So more often than not, or we've got a dog that's been diagnosed with a heart murmur. That means one of the heart valves is not closing properly. Typically, they're coughing, especially at night or when they get up in the morning. They ha- they're having maybe labored breathing. And they can't exercise for very long. Some cases, their gums or tongue appears cyanotic. That what that means is that they're getting less oxygen, uh, so the skin is looking bluish. So obviously if your dog is showing any of these clinical signs, first get them examined by a veterinarian, confirm the diagnosis, and they're gonna talk to you about conventional options. But there are some other holistic options as well to consider, one coenzyme Q10. This supplement has been shown to be effective in some people with heart disease. It's really important antioxidant, for muscles or organs that have a high oxygen demand, as does the heart. The Coenzyme Q10 dose is five milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight daily then there's two other herbal products to consider one is dandelion leaf so dandelion leaf is a very effective diuretic and part of the issue with heart disease and you could hear it with that dog coughing is there's all these this fluid in the lungs so what you're trying to do is naturally take away that fluid there are conventional veterinary diuretics that do that but this is a really good non-conventional or natural option to use you got to make sure when you buy the tincture that it does say the leaf on it because most of the time or many of the tinctures are only the dandelion root so when you're looking at a tincture tincture dose. It's about a half a mil of the tincture for 20 pounds of body weight twice a day and then you kind of titrate it to effect. So you're just trying to give it enough to make sure that your dog is not coughing as much. You don't hear that kind of raspy wheezy fluid and it can be given in conjunction with a conventional diuretic. The second other holistic option to consider is hawthorn. So hawthorn is this herb. Hawthorne itself grows throughout North America. But some of the really interesting properties of Hawthorne is that it's been shown to help increase the ability of the heart to contract, as well, well as causing a thing called peripheral vasodilation. And that's how some of the conventional heart meds work. They, one, they work on the heart, making it more effective for their existing heart muscle to pump. And secondarily, in heart failure, the distal blood vessels, they constrict. They try to maintain blood pressure. That's how the body sort of works naturally. But when the body naturally constricts the blood vessels distally, it means it's much more difficult for the heart to pump. So Hawthorne works by counteracting that effect. It's a really good other uh, natural option. So you should also consider using so Hawthorne in conjunction with Dandelion or great options for our dogs that have heart disease. The number three, tracheal collapse. So here's a small dog that has tracheal collapse, and this is what it sounds like. Most of these dogs that have tracheal collapse, they have a history of chronic coughing, especially after exercise or excitement. Very common in some of the smaller breeds, such as Poodles, Yorkies, Pomeranians. The trachea is this windpipe that connects the nose and the throat to the lungs. It's made up of these rigid circular cartilages. In tracheal collapse, the cartilage gets weak and the trachea collapses in on itself. You know, when your dog is panting, it makes it collapse worse. And this can lead to more inflammation more respiratory distress, the inflammatory cycle. So what are some of the options to consider? Well, first, typically in practice when I would see it, it's generally a smaller dog and it almost sounds a bit goose honking. Sometimes you had to distinguish it between kennel cough, but the difference is, is it's ongoing. It's typically been going on for a long period of time and any little bit of pressure in the airway of the throat will cause these dogs to cough. So as far as option-wise, the biggest thing we're looking at doing is decreasing inflammation and when there's a big, big coughing episode, decreasing throat irritation. So if there's a big cough, Episode by all means consider the honey, the lemon, the licorice root. If we're trying to decrease inflammation, long-term options to consider, one CBD or cannabidiol, three milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Number two, consider 95% curcumin in combination with Boswellia. These are two different really effective herbal supplements, really important as natural anti-inflammatories. We're looking at curcumin doses of 100 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Uh, The Boswellia doses are 50 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Then the last, Natural anti-inflammatory I'd have you consider is Arnica. It's a homeopathic. Lots of dogs seem to respond really well to it, especially I was finding some of these guys that had tracheal collapse, another good, good option. So there are some options for all those sort of three main causes that we're gonna see for coughing in our dogs. If your dog sounds kind of like that, maybe he's got tracheal collapse, consider some of those holistic solutions. A coughing cat, asthma asthma occurs only in cats not in dogs the most common sign is your cat is coughing not producing hairballs often this is accompanied by difficult breathing occasionally you can hear a whistling sound when your cat breathes so this is the sound of a cat that has asthma You know, that's much the same as a cat that's trying to regurgitate or cough up a hairball. That's why we've got to distinguish it. But often the case is, veterinary practice-wise, is that this progresses, it gets worse and worse. And then these guys actually have difficulty breathing. where you actually see they have these labored breath movements where they're, really opening their mouth and their chest visibly expands, which you would never normally see. First, if that happens, first thing you're gonna get in to see your veterinarian, confirm the diagnosis. You may need some emergency treatment, uh, some corticosteroids, maybe something even stronger. What's causing it? Anything that's triggering the airway. It can be brought on by smoke, pollen, food, some cases even stress. So what are some of the options? Well first, avoid chemical irritants in the air. You know, Consider getting an air purifier. I would consider even abandoning wood smoke if that's an option. If you need to have a fire, maybe consider alternate options to heat your house. Increase humidity in your house. In some cases, that can make a really big difference. Try to maintain 30% humidity. Add in additional essential fatty acids. These are great natural anti-inflammatories. Creole Creel oil is a great option at 500 milligrams for 10 pounds of body weight daily. A couple other big things with asthma, what I have been finding with some of the pet parents who have it, is using natural anti-inflammatories. So one short term is licorice root or the licorice root tincture, which we talked about. So typically the veterinary solution is using steroids to suppress the inflammation. Licorice root is considered a natural and anti-inflammatory. So you'd be dosing your cat anywhere between a quarter of a mil of the tincture for 10 pounds of body weight twice daily up to half a mil of the tincture per 10 pounds of body weight twice daily. Pretty standard cat dose. The most you want to do that is for 14 days in a row. Next consider CBD or cannabidiol. It's another really good natural anti-inflammatory. Many of the cats with feline asthma are responding to CBD. We're looking at CBD doses of three milligrams uh, per 10 pounds or three milligrams per the average cat daily. Then lastly, I wanted to discuss this one herbal remedy, which has been working really well for coughing in our dogs and cats and people. It's also good for an array of different health conditions called Slippery Elm. So slippery elm tree, it's a tree native to central and eastern U.S. and Ontario, Canada. It's got this dark brown to reddish brown bark and Native Americans, they would use it by peeling its slimy red inner bark from the twigs and branches. And it'd be used as a remedy for common ailments like fevers, wounds, sore throats. When the ground bark is mixed with water, it generates this sticky material known as mucilage which is therapeutic and soothing to anything that it touches. And I can concur by using it. That's exactly what happened. You can buy it in a capsule Formation, you add some water, and it forms this really kind of slimy paste. But it works so, so well for coating irritated surfaces. It works really well for coating a throat that's irritated, or like a coughing dog, a coughing cat. If your cat has asthma, you can consider slippery elm. Your dog has kennel cough, your dog has tracheal collapse, you could consider using slippery elm. Here's one good slippery elm tree. We're using one tablespoon of slippery elm bark powder. That could be two capsules of the 400 milligram capsules one cup of boiling water, one teaspoon of honey, let that cool down and you could be dosing that to say a 50 pound dog daily. Slippery Elm has few to no side effects. It's very very safe so it's one of these few herbal products has really no serious side effects, really big big upside. It is also being used for many of the gastrointestinal conditions so vomiting, diarrhea, inflammatory bowel disease. It's also working really well for our cats that have CKD or chronic kidney disease and then get secondary stomach infections, gastritis as a result of end-stage kidney disease. They respond really well to slippery elm. One easier way to give it is making a syrup recipe. So what you're taking is sort of one 400 milligram capsule of slippery elm. So this would be to give say to a 10 pound animal. The average slippery elm dose is 400 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight daily. So here's the stove top method. You're putting in one capsule of slippery elm bark and about a half a cup of cold water. You're gonna let that sit until the powder is damp and then you're gonna slowly heat and simmer it till it thickens. It takes about three minutes. Eventually, it's gonna reach the consistency of watery egg whites. You can allow it to cool and you can give a quarter to half of a teaspoon up to four times a day. And this will keep it room temperature for a day. So there is a real good option, and that's something you could give orally. So you've got either a dog with, say, tracheal collapse, a cat with asthma. Another really good option to deal with our coughing dogs and cats. Slippery Elm. I encourage you guys to consider using it. So thanks so much for listening to this edition of Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets podcast. That was episode 104. Questions or comments, leave a comment on my blog at www.theinternetpetfab.com. I look forward to talking to you guys again next week. It's Dr. Jones.